Hey, this is Krista Wallace, and welcome back to Learning to Serve. Our next several podcasts will highlight sections from CDL4, our virtual gathering that we had on February 19. We were delighted to have teachers and administrators from Christian schools join us in over 10 different countries. Wow, this was truly a global conference this year. On today's podcast, we are listening to my fellow co-chairs, Stephen Levy and Dan Behrens. Stephen gives the opening welcome and devotion, while Dan offers an overview of what to expect. If you missed the virtual gathering, and I know several of you did, enjoy listening over the next several weeks as we share interviews with our three keynote presenters, as well as the student presentation from the Dulos Discovery School in the Dominican Republic. So let's listen in. Hey folks, and welcome to Learning to Serve, the podcast that explores deeper learning in Christian schools. I'm your host, Krista Wallace. Let's dive in. Hello, my name is Stephen Levy. I'm one of the co-chairs of CDL4, and I welcome you to this day together. I greet you as Paul greeted the Ephesians with grace and peace poured into our lives by God our Father and our Master Jesus Christ. He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world. Imagine before the foundation of the world, we are together, heaven and earth, spirit and matter, in His plan, His blueprint for all of creation. And for what purpose? To bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ, in which he fills everything with his presence. Imagine, this is the truth, that Christ is in everything. And the Father's longing and plan to bring it all together in his name, under his authority. What is his presence, though, in me? in you, in our colleagues, in our students, in all creation. How does he fill us, and, and how do we recognize his voice in us? Well, one of the ways I'm beginning to feel it is with a desire that's planted somewhere deep in my spiritual DNA to reconnect with everything that was once one before the foundation of time. And I think this deep longing to connect I think in Christian terms is what we call love. But whatever it is that is Christ working in me is this desire to reconnect with all of his creation. Now, my small self tendency is to hide, uh, to escape to my own secluded world. I, I like to get back home to my private cave. I, I avoid connections when I can, like at the gym, there's a back door and I can go out the back door without having to encounter the woman at the desk. Or at the supermarket, I can use the self-checkout lane. But now, with the Holy Spirit's prompting, I'm practicing, like the moment when I feel the pressure or anxiety to move on, as when I hear the voice of God in me say, move in, engage come together. That's my plan for you and the world, bringing all things together. Now I practice going out of my way to walk by the, the woman at the gym desk or the man at the checkout at the grocery store 
by the neighbor and strangers that I meet on the way, not only to walk by, but to engage, and more than just with small pleasantries. Because when we're engaged, when we're connected, that's what opens the door for God to do his work. It doesn't mean that we have to talk about God to them. For the seed to grow, just as Jesus says in the parable of the growing seed, night and day, whether we sleep or get up, the seed sprouts and grows, though we do not know why. All by itself, the soil produces grain. I think that's what happens when we are engaged with our neighbor, with our colleagues, our students, their parents with the elements of his creation. When we are engaged, God can open the door to produce his fruit in his time. Now in your school, who do you need to engage with? Certainly the glory and majesty of the great subject that you teach, your colleagues, most of all your students, particularly the ones who give you the most trouble, who know just how to push the buttons of your small self. I had a boy in fourth grade who knew where all of my buttons were and the buttons of all his classmates. Usually I find some way to be able to engage with them, but I couldn't with Willie. He was haughty, arrogant. He had a, an, an affected British accent in fourth grade, entirely without empathy. He knew the answer to every question, or, or he thought he did. And um, if I ever tried to put him in a group, he would last no more than a minute before huffing away, oh, those stupid kids. One night while I was praying for Willie, I, I had a vision of him sitting on a throne with a crown and a scepter. That was it. He was meant to be a king. And here he was stuck in the body of a nine-year-old boy. How frustrating that must have been for him. So the next morning when I saw him in the hall, I said, um, Willie, I'm just so sorry for the way that I've been treating you. Now I understand who you really are. You were made to be a king, and, and here you are stuck in this nine-year-old body. You have to listen to your parents and your teachers and, worst of all, all those other kids. You can be sure I'm going to be treating you quite differently from now on. And I headed back into the classroom, uh, but I stopped at the door, and I turned around and walked back to him. I said, but Willie, there's just one thing. And I told him about the beheading of Charles I and of Louis XVI. I said, I worry, Willie, that uh, if you don't learn how to be a good leader, that the people may rise up against you. And so we talked about what it meant to be a good leader, that you had to show justice and mercy. You had to be humble. You had to do all you could to bring out the best in all of your subjects. And we made a list of all the qualities of a leader, and uh, he taped it secretly on the inside of his desk. Willie was, he was definitely changed through this encounter, but I was too. Seeing Willie through God's vision, I, I, I was able to delight in him, despite his imperfections. And delight, that's just one facet of love that's very concrete, very experiential much more identifiable than this sort of generic concept of love. We would all say we love our students, but probably not that we delight in all of them the way God does delight in us despite our imperfections and sin. Thank you, Jesus. So I want to pray for those people in our lives now who God gives us an opportunity to connect with, that we might be stewards of his purpose to bring all things together in Christ 
in love. Would you pray with me? Dear Lord, would you help us all be more aware of your presence in us, which, which longs to bring all things together in your love. Move in us, Lord, to be bold in our seeking to connect, uh, even if it's difficult, with our neighbors, whoever they are, with our colleagues, with our students, with your creation, the things of the earth, the, the plants, the animals, the sun. Help us to pay attention, Lord, to what you are doing, bringing all things together. Help us to be your agents of, of unity in Christ. And Holy Spirit, help us to hear your voice in the times we tend to hide out when fear causes us to retreat rather than to engage. And when we engage, Lord, would you fill our connections with the active power of your love? Give us eyes to see and ears to hear your secret working night and day, whether we sleep or get up, to grow your seed in all of our lives. Amen. Hi, everyone. Welcome to CDL4. My name is Dan Behrens, one of the co-chairs of the conference. We're so glad you can join us for all or part of this day together virtually. On behalf of our planning team, we hope you have a really meaningful day learning how to take learning to a deeper level in your school. Last year in the middle of March as COVID hit, my fellow co-chairs Stephen Levy and Krista Wallace and I had a conversation about what this conference should be this year and decided fairly quickly that it needed to be online. But what would that look like? What was possible? What were teachers and leaders going to need during this challenging time? We decided that whatever we offered this year needed to meet these criteria, timely and relevant, completely flexible for schools to use when they needed, of high quality to continue to meet the standards we have set at previous conferences. We decided to call our conference What the World Needs Now. <clears throat> and of course, having just heard the Momentum Choir sing that song, you know that the musical answer to the statement of the What the World Needs Now is love, sweet love. Our goal for the conference then was to love our friends, acquaintances, and schools well through this conference. And what would we offer that might both show love and increase love? We arrived at three topics we hoped might be helpful to you. Number one, building community through CREW. CREW is a practice that builds understanding between students and as a community together. CREW, in our context, is helping kids to see the image of God in each other and extend love. Everyone belongs. And who better to share with all of you about CREW than EL Education's Ron Berger, the world's foremost authority on CREW, who's just come out with a new book entitled, We Are CREW, addressing this topic. We really appreciated Ron leading our second conference and are so grateful for his generous help again this year. So let's show and increase love through taking the time to care for and love each other as CREW together. Number two, love one and other. The events of this past spring and summer in the U.S. brought the long-standing racial inequality in our society to the attention of everyone. As we were shocked and saddened by a string of losses of black lives, 
we ask ourselves the question, can we truly love one another and love our neighbor well when we fail to address our own unconscious bias and then dehumanize others who are not like us? How might we begin to understand our own bias, racism, and privilege? We considered a number of speakers and approaches and were delighted to find Dr. Vernita Mayfield in her recent ASCD book, Cultural Competency Now, 56 Exercises to Help Educators Understand and Challenge Bias, Racism, and Privilege. Several things appealed to us. The title alone speaks to a competence that we must all develop to love others well. 56 Exercises speaks to a practical approach. This is not just philosophy. Here are exercises you can work through to build cultural competence. Third, we must not only understand but challenge bias, racism, and privilege. I was most intrigued and encouraged to have Dr. Mayfield work with our group when in the acknowledgement section of the book, her book, she closes with this statement. My work is a reflection of one indelible truth to God be the glory, great things he hath done, end quote. So let's show and increase love by seeing all our students as image bearers, whatever their racial or cultural background. Number three, assessment and feedback has been a popular and requested topic at our conferences. Small wonder, it captures the crux of the teaching and learning experience. We taught what got caught. We needed someone to lead this section who not only understands the life of the teacher well, but is also up on the latest in the field. Someone who has the bigger picture of how schools improve and how it happens best through working together as a learning community. Our friend John Eckert from the Baylor Center for Christian Education more than met these criteria and is currently leading projects in this area with educators. So let's show and increase love by giving helpful feedback and fair assessments to our students that is life-giving and encourages their faith. Thanks, Dan and Stephen, for starting off our gathering. Our mission with Christian Deeper Learning is simple. It is to be people of God's story, engaged in real work that forms self and shapes the world. This applies not only to our students, but to our school communities as well. Thanks for joining us today. Please check the show notes to learn more about Christian Deeper Learning, and we'll catch you next time. Hey, thanks for joining us this week. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I invite you to share this with a friend and give us a five-star rating wherever you find your podcast. I also invite you to visit our website at christiandeeperlearning.org. Check out CDL4, the professional development that is available right now for your school staff. CDL4 offers a great opportunity to explore what deeper learning means for your Christian school. Remember this quote from Howard Hendricks, Christian education is like a bomb with a long fuse. It takes a while to go off.